Hello and welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And yeah, well, last week was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that game that we played with Chad. Uh, we'll definitely yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and I don't just say that because I won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you almost you almost got got taken back out. It's true. So. But either way, it was fun. I'll definitely do that again. I'm trying to find more more games for us to play as we go on um well this week we're back to back to the usual bullshit so um <laughs> yeah so you guys have been listening long enough you know that we've been working part-time on the weekends uh just for limited hours playing old stuff um this past week our county that we're in mandated mandatory masks Okay, that's fine. I'm wearing mine anyway. Yeah. Uh, and and any public any public business that you cannot maintain social distancing. Correct. So like when you get into the theater, we have it set up so you can maintain social distancing. We we have certain seats unmarked. So once you get into the theater, you can take it off. But when you're in the lobby, particularly when you come to the counter to redeem your tickets, order your concessions, whatever, you have to wear a mask. And we have signage on the door. Mm-hmm. stating all of this right so i worked last friday within 30 minutes of being open we had a couple come in and walk up to one of the other managers working and straight up ask her how serious are you guys taking this mask thing that you have on the door to which we responded uh the county's mandating it. We're gonna enforce it. Yeah. Okay. Well, can I just just can I just get a refund? It's like really, really. Like what 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 purpose have you served? You come out in public. All you have to do is put the mask on. Yeah, and even the county says that if you're if you're someplace where you're actively eating and drinking, you don't have to wear it because you're eating and drinking. So right. if you get concessions and you go in the theater, you're doubly covered. We're like we're first of all we're telling you. When you, once you get in the theater, you can take it off. Right. But also, if you're eating and drinking, even by the county standards, you're covered. You're allowed to have it off. Yeah. It's literally just the, and we're not busy enough to be, that you're standing in line. Like, we're, we're lucky if there's, like, two groups there at the same time, honestly, most of the time. So it's literally the, like, two minutes it takes you. Yeah. To say, hey, we're not even printing tickets. We're literally just looking and saying, yep, this is where you go. And then getting your concessions, like you're you're there for two minutes, and then you walk into the theater. Right. It's not that hard. Yeah, I I have to hand it to most of the customers that that I've dealt with because most of them do come in wearing masks. Yes. Um, we did not have any, or at least I don't know that we had any on Friday night to hand out. I think you had them for your shift on Sunday. Yeah, uh, they were sitting there when I walked in Sunday, so I think they got them sometime. Yeah. Yeah, Saturday. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but so that was that was the first interaction. We had another guy come in that just straight up like starts walking towards me and our boss, and he goes, "Yeah, oh, I, I bought. I was going to get tickets, and and he has no mask on. Uh, definitely looked like a tweaker, but that's neither here nor there." Uh, and of course, our boss looks at him and goes, "Do you have a mask?" He goes, "Yep, you have to have a mask. To come in." And he goes, "Oh, okay," and just immediately turns around and walked right back out. And I'm sitting there going, "I thought he said he already ordered his tickets." Does he not even want to try and get a refund or did he just say he wanted to get tickets? I don't know. I'm confused. 
But after that, Trisha, this is this perturbs me more than the people just straight up not wanting to wear a mask. It's the people that wear the mask wrong. The ones that sit there and they have it, like they walk around and it's just right here on their chin or <laughs> over their mouth and not covering their nose. Uh, drives me up a wall. But these people- I, I had one guy on my shift on Sunday that he came in and it was covering the mouth, but it was right under his nose. And before I had a chance to say anything, his wife turned around to say something to him and sees him and just goes, put your mask over your damn nose. And I just started cracking up. It's like, I didn't even have to do anything. Right? Well, <laughs> so, so this group comes in for their show and they don't, like most of them have their masks on. Their, their kids don't, like their, their young children. Yeah. They don't have masks on and I'm going, okay. Which under five is not as part of the not, they were like pushing 10 so anyway but there were two men in the group two men both of them had those construction respirators like the just the mm -hmm. thick mask or whatever you want to, the painter's mask is what i'm going to call it yeah they had those except they didn't have them strapped on around their head and covering their face and every time i do this i'm tempted to do a bane impression <laughs> and it's just really bad Instead, they've got it holding it over their face and then taking it off when they're talking to people. <laughs> and I'm going... It totally defeats the purpose. Yeah, you have just... I'd rather you hold your breath and then put it over as you're talking to me. Like, if that's how, how you're going to be about it. Oh, that's great. Like, I'm sitting there going, you have just... You're not wearing the mask, one, two. You, yeah, you've defeated the purpose. But, like, good God. Like, seriously? I, I can't fathom if you're stupid or if you're just <laughs> doing this on purpose. I, there's no way, right? Like, there's no way that anybody's that dumb. And look, you, if you're listening and you're, you're on the opposite side of the mask thing from us, I'm not saying that you're, you're dumb for not wearing a mask or not wanting to wear a mask. I don't want to wear a mask. But if you're going to have it, and you're gonna wear it, fucking wear it. <laughs> like seriously, I feel like I've been harping on this for like the past month now. But I and I, I I've noticed since they become mandatory because like before they were mandatory, we would have people come in wearing masks. But it was, I don't know, I'd say about fifty percent. Yeah. And so now that it's mandatory, you got people that probably didn't wear them before it was mandatory because they thought it was stupid. But now it's mandatory, so like fine, I'll put it on. Right. But I, have you noticed people wearing them like upside down? Like yes. the ones that that are designed to be lower on the cheek and then they point up to the nose? Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I've seen people wear it to where it's pointed down under the chin and it just barely covers the tip of the nose. And I'm like, you yes. turn it, turn it around. Like that's <laughs> no. Like at this point, I don't care. As long as they've got, got their fucking orifices covered, I'm okay. Like, that's all I'm asking for. No, I didn't say anything to them, but the back of my head, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. It's not how this works. Well, that's why I like, like, the ones that we've had made, that they've got a pattern on them, so that way I can yeah. see which way they're supposed to be. Yeah, uh, yeah just, just these, like I said, it just, just the fact that they were holding this painter's mask and would take it off of their face to talk to us or talk to their spouse. I'm just... Yeah. I'm, I, I got to deal with two different pairs coming in that pulled the medical exemption card. Yeah. 
well, not actually card. I didn't get any of those stupid fake cards that they have been passing out. But right. the first one was a pair of two ladies that came in that I know were in last Sunday. So you may get to deal with them this Sunday. Have fun. That one lady got an email through our loyalty program for a free ticket. Her friend didn't. Both weeks. And they came up both the same thing. I'd last, the, the previous Sunday when they came up, they, they pulled this and I said, well, I don't think they're sending it to everybody, but I'll go ahead and get, I'll give you a free ticket this time. I always make sure to do that this time. Yeah. Like, well, why wouldn't they send it to everybody? Because we need to make money. Right. You give out a small amount of free tickets to get people in the door to buy concessions. But if you give free tickets to everybody, we make no money. Right. Okay. Because these cheap bastards don't like to spend any money. Yeah. And this pair, you know, they, they get their free tickets and one of them had a free popcorn on her loyalty. And so she redeems her free popcorn and then they go in the movie. Spent no money at all. So this Sunday they come in. Neither of them are wearing masks. So they get up to the counter and I'm back barring for one of our managers. And he, he tells them that they need to wear a mask. And she, one of them, the one that gets her free ticket every week, immediately goes, well, I have a medical exemption. Like that's the end of the conversation. Like we're going to be like, oh, okay. So I said, I'm sorry, but the county requires when you are in a public building and you are unable to social distance, like now when you're two feet away from us, right. you need to wear a mask. And again, she goes, well, I have a medical exemption. Okay, so this is where I start going back to the college days and going, I have a degree in education, like I did my rant about on Twitter this week. I learned about, everyone likes to quote ADA gu guidelines. Well, according to ADA, or no, according to the ADA, which is the Americans with Disabilities Act for anyone that doesn't know what that is. The ADA states that if you have a any sort of medical reason to need an accommodation, mm -hmm. I have to provide you a reasonable accommodation, not give you anything you want. So I say, okay. I see her free ticket on the counter. And so I said, I see you have a free ticket there. So if you want to step outside and your friend puts on a mask and, and brings up your tickets, that's acceptable. And then you can go straight into the theater because you don't have to wear it in the theater. Which I told her and she still was like, I have a medical exemption. So upon me saying this, the friend immediately goes, well, I'm in the same boat. Right. This magical medical exemption that I've yet to hear any doctor confirm even exists. You both happen to have? Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, again, the county requires that if you're in the building, in a public place, you need to wear a mask. So finally, the, the second one that had been quiet was like, well, do you, do you provide any? Yes, I do have some. I even open, I even have a fresh box, still all wrapped in nice and sterile. So they Just have a, I had a sour look on their faces. I hand them both masks and they put it on. And the one lady's like fidgeting with it the whole time, like she's struggling. And I'm like, shut up. Yeah. So they, we get their free, their free tickets rung in, which again, the lady's like, my friend didn't get her free ticket. And this is when my coworker finally piped up. I was like, they, not everybody gets one. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like, really? Sorry. If it's not on your account, you, you don't, you don't get one. Yeah. Well, on top of this, she had a, a discount, uh, you know, the, her $5 coupon. The mm. ticket's only $6 for members. So her total was like a dollar and change. And she had a gift card. So you still spent no money. Yeah. Stop complaining at me.
Yeah. And this was, our first movie was at noon, and this was for a 1.30 Jungle Book. Yeah. Like, you're throwing this giant fit over a movie that you could go home and watch on Disney Plus right now. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. So then they go in the theater. Same show, like, within, like, five minutes. Um, these two walk in that looks like mother and daughter. The daughter has, like, a full-on, like, uh, KN95 mask on. Like, wearing it perfectly. It's all tightened down. Like, it's just perfect. The mom has nothing. No no mask on. So they walk up. And, again, co-worker goes, I'm sorry, but you need to wear a mask in the building. Well, I have a medical exemption. Well, again, daughter has a mask on. So I say, okay, if you'd like, you can wait outside. Your, your daughter will get you all rung up and squared away, and then you can go straight to your theater. Well, it turns out they bought their tickets online. Mm-hmm. So she immediately replies with, well, we already have our tickets. Can I just go straight in there now? And then she, I'm like, yes, that's fine. So this lady does not fight with me. She merely takes the five seconds to figure out what theater and what seat she's going to, and she walks straight to the theater, gives her daughter her, her debit card or whatever, and says, this is what I want. And she goes in there. It's that easy. She didn't throw a fit. The daughter didn't throw a fit. The daughter just said, okay, I'll get the stuff when I'm each in there. That's all you got to do. That that easy. Yeah. Well, so I couldn't say these things to our customers. Luckily, that was all I had for the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, I couldn't say the things I really wanted to say to the customers. However... Somebody in, in, got my wrath on Saturday morning just in time for the 4th of July. So the fireworks are starting early for the Sutton household. Uh, I had an errands to run. I needed to go get gas. I stopped to get gas. I went in to pay cash. There's one other dude in front of me, and Homeboy decides that's the time to start bitching about the masks. As I'm wearing one, and he's not, and he has the nerve to go, man, I am so sick and tired of these masks. Like, it just, it, it, like, it's hard to breathe in them. I thought I was going to pass out going to the grocery store. I lost my temper. I just, from the back, as I'm rolling my eyes and feeling them start to get stuck as they're getting, uh, getting rolled onto my retinas, I just went, okay, I, don't do it. Don't do it. Devil I'm out of work. <laughs> yeah, the angel, the angel sitting there going, Kyle, just, it ain't worth it. It's not worth it. Devil on my shoulder goes, fuck that guy. Oh, do it. Do it. So I did it. And here's what I said. Dude, just shut the fuck up, okay? I get it. Nobody likes wearing the mask. Nobody likes wearing the mask. I don't like wearing the mask. You don't like wearing the mask. I don't know anybody that likes wearing the mask. But it's not about keeping yourself from catching it. When customers are gone, like not in the lobby, and I have a chance to move away from, you know, the the two people I'm working with. Yeah. If that mask comes off my face, because oh. as long as we're socially distancing, we don't have to wear it. Exactly. If there's no customers, and I've been working with 2.0 a lot, as long as he's, you know, six feet away down his register, you better believe that's coming off for a few, at least a few minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a beard. Like, I start sweating under that son of a bitch. I have to take breathers. I get it. It's, it's not comfortable. It's not so uncomfortable that I feel like I'm just going to die walking the the 50 feet from the front door to the concession stand, but you know, it's uncomfortable. I get and, it. And people who try to claim, you know, mental illness prevents them. I have anxiety and ha- and I have had panic attacks and covering my mouth and breathing in the warm air 
Yeah. Literally gives me anxiety. Like I cannot be under a cover with, you know, the blanket over my head. Right. I will have a panic attack if I stay there too long, but I deal with a mask. Yeah. Because I know I have to. Right. Just it is what it is. Yeah. It's just, it's being courteous to your fellow man. And I said that, and this dude immediately turns around, realizes I'm not exactly a small guy and goes, Oh, well, well, it just, I think it's just an infringement on my right. And I, I did, I lost my shit. I just went, man, you keep, because he was older than us. He's, he's probably closer to, to my parents' age. So he's generation X and goes, well, you know, just, just going, I said, you and the boomers just bitch about how much my generation and the next one are one disrespectful and two so whiny and entitled yet you guys can't put a damn mask on to help people out you tell you what you go pull up the constitution and you read through it and you point to me where in the constitution it tells you that you were not required to wear a mask and you were allowed to potentially endanger those around you exactly show me where those rights are explicitly stated yeah i'll wait because you're not going to find it no no because i always go back to my government teacher in high school he was very libertarian and i don't agree with him on everything but one thing he said always stuck with me and it's been said a million times my rights end where yours begin yep i cannot claim a right that takes away one of yours right so i cannot perform an action that endangers your life because you have the right to life yeah that's why you can't murder somebody yeah your your free will does not supersede someone's right to live, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, no, like I said, I just, I, I lost my temper at that point because I just went, you keep bitching about us being entitled. I said, you can't wear a mask. You can't wear a mask long enough for us to get this shit under control, get our movie theaters right. open, get our sports right. back. Like, seriously, that's, that's your reward for the behavior. Like, seriously, we, we should be in pizza party mode. Like, we should all be gunning for the same goal. We want, we want our sports, we want our movies, <laughs> we want our entertainment. Wear the damn mask. That's all. That's all you've got to do. And at the very least, if you don't want to wear it, fine. Just don't bitch about it. I'm tired of hearing everybody bitch about it. And that's going to be the last I bitch about the mask situation. If until you really, truly either cannot or will not wear a mask, most businesses deliver these days. Yeah. have curbside. Yeah. I have not been inside a store. With the ex- with one exception. I made a trip to Hy-Vee to pick up some alcohol. And that was it. Yeah. And I wore a mask the whole damn time. Yeah. Even that was even before requirements. Other than that, uh we've been doing grocery pickup this whole time. Uh, last minute. I can place a, a car side order at Target and yeah. it's ready within a couple hours. Yeah. If I get food it's either curbside or drive-thru like i've not needed to go into a building other than the one time i went to pick up alcohol and to be that's it yeah it's not hard no 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 and there's there's so many options now for getting things like there's no there's no reason to to not either wear it or stay home I think that's why it pisses me off so much the people that come into the theater and try to claim, well, I have a medical exemption. Well, then you shouldn't be here. Be here. Yeah. This is not a necessity. Go watch TV. Go, go, you know, you can get, and I hate to do that. I want people to come to the theater, but in under current circumstances, yeah. if you truly believe that you cannot wear a mask without having a, you know, just not being able to breathe, then you should be sitting at home watching streaming services, watching cable TV, watching movies you own, 
entertain yourself at home. Right. Or even at a friend's home. I don't care. But you should not be in public if you cannot wear or will not wear a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it is, to me, it's just, it's courtesy for your fellow man. It it really is. Like, you know, um, I've had people tell me, well, I, I, I don't think it helps. I don't think it, I said, well, okay, that's fine. You can think it doesn't help. The doctors and the epidemiologists, they're the ones that are saying, actually, it does. So, you know, and as people much as like I that are the ones that try to say, well, people are injured by seatbelts more than they're saved by them. No, they're not. No, they're not. Can seatbelt injuries happen? Yes. Sure. If you're in an accident, are you likely to get injured but, by seatbelt? Absolutely. But, but you'll probably recover from a seatbelt injury. Right. You bruising. probably won't recover from being thrown from a vehicle. So, yeah. okay, you think masks don't work. It doesn't hurt you to wear a mask. Right. But if it potentially saves a life. Yeah. Like, I, I live with my almost father. Mm-hmm. I don't want some random customer being an asshole to get sick and to be sick and be spreading it everywhere and give it to me. And then I take it home and I get him sick. Yeah. I'm with the you. The last thing I need, that I need. Yeah. Well, as I pointed out to this, this guy, as I dressed him down, my wife's a nurse that works 12 hours a day wearing a tool layered mask while hauling big bodies in and out of hospital beds. If she can do it while working, you can do yep. it for 30 minutes it takes to go get your frozen dinner. Yep. Yeah. That's all I've got to say about that. Like, you know, and like I said, the, the ultimate goal is to get back to normal. Why not do one thing that could help do that? And right? instead of just yelling out my rights, like, seriously, you're infringing on everybody else. You, you, I have, I have been harping on people about Asian countries for so long, like so many times through all this. Like if, if you truly believe that wearing a mask impinges on your oxygen intake and causes people to pass out and all, you would see such a high rate of oxygen deprivation related injuries and deaths in Asian countries, particularly like Japan and Korea mm-hmm. and, and China, all three mask wearing is common it's considered polite to wear even before all this yeah it was considered polite to wear a mask in public to keep your germs to yourself right they have been doing this for so long yeah and oh wait if i recall correctly japan has the most people over a hundred of any country in the world or at least quite quite a ways up there yeah they have so many people over a hundred that they don't know where all of them are they've literally at one point they literally came out and said they lost track yeah of them like these people live such a long time and it's common to wear a mask so your argument is invalid yeah sorry end of story yeah and there's been so many doctors that have been like no if you have breathing problems you absolutely should be wearing a mask even more so than other people right yeah, no, that's that's been my my whole thing. So yeah, the people that sit there and go, well, it infringes on my right, and I'm going, well, by you not wearing the mask, you're now officially infr- infringing on my right to one, be healthy, but two, to actually get back to work yeah. on a full time basis, infringing on my right to go and enjoy doing my job. You were you were risking taking away my right to live and right. the right to live of everyone I know and I come into contact with. Yeah, yeah. So. It's like I said, it's that simple. If you don't agree with it, fine, but stay home. Stay home. 
that's that's pretty much it. Like I said, I want to get back to work. I like there's nothing more I want right now than to just watch a brand new movie, something we haven't seen before, you know, on the big screen, and then get ready to sell tickets to it for the weekend. When like, we shut down in March, like it was originally for two weeks, and I knew it wasn't going to be two weeks. No, but I I thought we'd be back to new movies by now. Like I thought we'd be getting ready to open for real. Yeah. At least, if not now, in the next few weeks. Right. And when you look at other countries in the world, they are. Like, European countries are starting to open back up. Yeah. New Zealand had it completely eradicated. And then some jackass from London decided he didn't want to quarantine and he he started it back up again. Mm -hmm. Like... You can't tell me that we're handling this well when literally the rest of the world is opening back up and we haven't even gotten through our first wave yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like I said, it's frustrating, you know, and, and my biggest concern outside of us getting back to work and actually make, being able to make a living. Yeah. You know, Crystal, Crystal's a nurse. She, she works at the hospital, obviously. She's around sick people all day. And, you know... You're seeing in Arizona, California, Florida, Texas, all these ICUs that are filling back up with COVID patients. Yep. And because they didn't do the take the necessary steps, California did and opened too early. And yep. now look what's happening. So, and that's where we're headed. And so because California- And Texas more than anyone was like, masks are stupid. We're not going to wear them. Yeah. And oh, look, their ICUs are literally full. Right. So- Florida's not far behind. Yeah. You know, it's Florida. They got to go to the beach. Yeah. They got to party. Right. But yeah, it just, it's, it's frustrating. And so when we tell people, well, we won't get new stuff until New York and California, specifically New York and LA are, are squared away. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, that's, well, you don't think that that could affect well, us too. Well, what about the rest of the country? We're open. Yeah. But look how many people live in New York and LA. You right. think these movies are going to open when literally the two biggest population centers in the country don't have theaters open. Yeah. Sorry, they don't make their money off of us. Right. The Midwestern states. They make some of it, but mm -hmm. we're not enough to sustain them. No. So they're no. not going to open until the vast majority of theaters, especially in big population areas. And I'm sorry, as much as some people around here like to act like it's not a big. Right. No. Yeah. Not big enough to count in this case. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm done raising my blood pressure over that shit. Just like I said, wear your mask. Let's wear your mask so we can get our movies back, so we can get our sports back. I want nothing more than to sit and watch the Chiefs defend their their title this year, or see the Royals, you know, win a sixty game season. Like I'd like to actually go to a game if possible. I'm not gonna do it until I know it's safe. But here we are. We can't get there until we're all, we're all in this together. And so hey, you can pay, I think it was 40 bucks and have a cutout of yourself placed in, in Kaufman. Not happening. Crystal, <laughs> hold on. Crystal is here, and she would like to say something to our audience. Crystal? Nothing? Hi. About, about the masks. Oh, wear your fucking mask. Don't be an asshole. There you go. So... <laughs> That's coming from a nurse, everybody. So thank you, Crystal. That's all I need. You're welcome. All right. So moving on. 
she obviously didn't read her text message because I told her to come here and yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, all right. You ready for some movie news or movie theater news in this case? Yep. You and I briefly discussed it the other day. Um, NATO and a few movie theater chains are actually suing the state of New Jersey over coronavirus related closures. Um, six chains, including the big three, AMC, Cinemark, and Regal, um, have started suing New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy for refusing to let them resume operations even after allowing churches, retailers, and indoor shopping malls to reopen during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, lawsuit filed late Monday, this is coming from Reuters, by the way. Uh, lawsuit filed late Monday in the federal court in Trenton, the state capital, said Murphy's failure to even set a timetable for, for theater reopenings while letting comparable places of public assembly open their doors violated the chain's constitutional rights to free speech and due process. Okay, you didn't tell me the rest of that. You just said they were suing to open. You didn't tell me that they had oh, allowed other talking. places to open. No, I hadn't read it. Okay, I was I, just going off what you told me. You, well, because when I texted you about it, you said you saw it and you didn't know if you, you agreed with it or oh, not. Oh, no, I just said I, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, so they're suing because, sorry, I, I thought you had read it. So no. my bad. So, yeah, so what it boils down to. That's a horse of a different color. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm still unsure that it's the right thing to do, but given that they're opening churches and malls and and whatnot that's that does that's that's a little different right well they're also they've allowed openings of aquariums libraries museums um yeah so those are open fitness centers and gyms and performing arts centers are closed now i can i can agree with some of that um the church one is what gets me and i know yeah. we've actually we've actually had a church here <laughs> right by my house that sued the county over their right to reopen um, even though other actual businesses that were maintaining social distance were being allowed to open first. Um, so my argument with the churches is this. Most of your elderly communities, the ones that are actually susceptible to the Rona, mm -hmm. go to church. I don't, I'm just, I just don't, I don't go. You don't go, whatever. But churches but, are not designed for social distancing. Right. And it's not like a business where like, like, okay, we have like halved our theaters to where we literally have seats taken out of the system that we cannot sell to enforce social distancing. So each, we have sets of two seats and there's at least two seats in between. Right. So what we, when we fill that up, we fill that up. Sorry, we're done. Mm -hmm. Churches are not going to do that. They're not going to be like, well, we're only allowing 50 people in and we've let 50 people in. So you've shown up, but you can't come. Right. They're not going to do that. They're going to let everyone come in. They're all going to be packed in there mm -hmm. because most churches, their sanctuaries are built for the size of the church they are. Yeah. So they can't open partially without telling some people they're not allowed to come. And how do you do that? Right. They're not going to want to do that. Yeah. My dad's church straight up has said they have no plans to reopen anytime soon. Not until it's yeah. safe to do so. Um, I Which know, honestly is the right thing for them to do. Oh, I agree. Um, I know, I know over the Easter weekend this year, there were a lot of churches here and across the country that were doing um, parking lot services. Everybody yeah. pulls in and they've I've either a lot of those. Got, it, got it, you know, set up with a radio station to broadcast to, to your car stereo, or you could pull up, sit in your car and roll down the windows and they've got a PA system set up so you can yeah. hear the pastors. That's fine. You know, that's, that's all well and good. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Drive-in movie version of church. Exactly. Um, you know, and we've got drive-in movies and it's working yeah. out fine. 
you know, opening the building to, to allow people, you know, the one thing I remember from going to church is the constant, like in hindsight, like looking at everything going on right now. And then looking back to growing up, going to churches, the, the, the welcome every Sunday. Like as soon as I walk in the door, I've got to shake somebody's hand. Yep. And then during the service, it's, oh, mill about and start shaking hands with everybody. Talk to them. You're not maintaining social distance. <laughs> you going, better believe the parents are pushing their kids. Like, go say hi. You have to say hi to someone. Shake someone's hand. Yep. yep. Just stand okay. there. Like, I don't want to. Like, we would sit there. Like, we would purposefully. <laughs> John Mulaney's dad's approach. Yes. God can't hear you. <laughs> Uh, like we would actually purposefully sit with people that like around us that we knew so that way we yeah. wouldn't have to interact with people we don't. You can just chat like, with them instead. Yeah, exactly. Much rather do that. Like that's, that's what we're doing. But that's why I always avoided the aisle because then I would be forced to go across the aisle and say hi to whoever was over there. The, I preferred the aisle. Like I could deal with that part because it was only like one or two people. But then if I needed to, I could bolt out for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's the biggest thing that comes to mind. And I'm going, I'm sure that we are not doing that now. Like I, I, I haven't been to a church service in a while and I kind of wonder if I went into one, what does it look like in the time of COVID? You know, at the same time I'm going, I don't want to go get sick or get somebody else sick and get pounded, you know, packed into, into a confined space. So I'm good. Last time I was in church. <laughs> do what? Uh, I'm starting to think of the last time I was in church. Uh, um, I think it was a Christmas cantata last December dad really wanted me to go that's more recent than mine mom always sang in the katata when i was growing up so that's fair i knew it was gonna be hard on dad so i was like okay yeah i'll I'll go yeah but even that that wasn't even a service that was just a cantata and people were you know shaking hands and saying hi and hugging and Mm -hmm. you know we're packed into this room sitting right close to each other and i'm like that's not even a service that's that's just a glorified concert right um so yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here going. In the hospitality areas where everyone's touching, like coffee makers and, yeah. Yeah, like I'm yeah. just going, hmm, no, no. Like, I'm not a germaphobe by any stretch of the imagination, but now I'm sitting there going, i got to think twice about this, this whole thing. So, uh, but yeah, so, so the chain said that New Jersey is also, yeah, has allowed those other businesses to open. Um, so let's see. Uh, so yeah, so the lawsuit seeks an injunction blocking New Jersey from enforcing orders that prohibit movie theaters from opening simultaneously with comparable venues. Uh, let's Which see. That, that's kind of fair. That is. I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, like a lot of these places, a lot of these places aren't going to wind up opening anyway until a new yeah. movie comes out. But I, I do think this, that this was probably in motion before we, we start spiking again. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's like, honestly, I won't be surprised if we have another shutdown completely just because. Oh yeah. I'm sure it's coming. If, if people don't start wearing their masks yes, to get it back under control. Yeah. We probably will. Right. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what's going on. I, I, I see their argument at the same time I'm going, look, I don't think that a lot of these businesses should be open where you can have a lot of people congregating in one space, be it churches yeah museums, bars, whatever. I don't, I don't think that they should be completely open to whatever capacity that they're currently. Yeah, I, I agree. But if the state is going to let them open. Right. You can't, it, it's not fair to kind of pick and choose. No, no I absolutely agree. I, 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 what I'm getting at is I, I'm yeah. siding with, with the theater. Yeah, yeah. 
So I just, like I said, I don't, you know, I don't think overall it's a good idea for anybody no. is what I'm saying. So like I said, I see where they're coming from. I think I'd just be fine to just say, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with this when the time comes, yeah. you know? So maybe they felt the time was coming. So it does sound like it was probably in the works before. Is it, uh, if before. they're to the point of announcing like it being public knowledge, chances are this was in the works when we were still on a downward slope. Yeah. That before it spiked again, that they're like, okay, places are starting to reopen. Why can't we? Right. So, um, so yeah, we'll keep an eye on that and see see what comes of it. Um, I would imagine that the state of New Jersey may relent, or depending on what happens, they everybody might tighten back up again. So, yeah. um, I don't know. But uh, well, from from COVID messing up one one company or a bunch of companies' plans to. COVID messing up Tom Hanks's plans. Uh, apparently, he had voiced his, uh, I'm not going to call it disdain, um, his grief, I guess is the best word. Uh, his new film, Greyhound, which comes out, I think, tomorrow on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. I know it's soon. I don't remember what so, day, but that sounds so right. When you're hearing this, by the time you, you listen to this, the movie should be on Apple, uh, Apple TV Plus. Um, Greyhound, World War II picture. Uh, apparently, it's been something he's been working on for a while. He did write it himself. He's starring in it. Um, of course, it was supposed to come out, I think, this November, but with everything getting pushed around and back and all that, um, Sony went ahead and sold off the rights to premiere. Sacrifice to the VOD gods. Yes, just like a lot of other things, which I've been kind of catching up on, but we'll get to that later. Um, so when Tom Hanks was asked about it, he goes, it's an absolute heartbreak. Uh, I don't mean to make it ang angry my Apple overlords, but there is a difference in picture and sound quality. Which he's not wrong. <laughs> um, and I'm sure that this is kind of the big budget uh, war film that, that you want to see in theaters, if you can. Um, he did finally come back around and say that he did not mean it to sound like it kind of did. He is very grateful that Apple um, is putting the film out there and that people will get to see it. It just, to me, it sounds like like any other good filmmaker you want i don't think anyone's going to accuse tom hanks of trying to be rude no no like, no no you don't have to apologize we knew you didn't mean it that way you're tom hanks right yeah no and you know if anything we should be apologizing to you sorry exactly um but yeah he just he's voiced the the same um the same concern that every other filmmaker ever has ever had and ever wanted and that's to make sure that their film is seen the way they intended it to be seen filmmakers don't want their stuff on no. demand studios no. make the decision to put things on demand yeah so unfortunately he was a casualty of that so and i'm going tom cruise or tom hanks deserves better tom cruise whatever tom so. cruise does not deserve better no no tom hanks though deserves everything tom hanks deserves everything and then some uh yeah like, like i said just just reading it i was just like that sucks. So, but I'm still going to watch it. I'm going to check it out next week. I'll, I'll review it and let you guys know how it was. Surely it will be better than Artemis Fowl was. So, um, yeah. But like I said, it just, it kind of highlights the, the issue that filmmakers are now running into that the ones that are proud of the work that they've done, not getting it seen in the, the way that they wanted it to be. Yeah. So, um, you know, and that's why that's why I always advocate for the theatrical experience. So, um, yeah. But speaking of Disney or uh, streaming services, 
Hamilton showed up on Disney Plus this weekend, this past weekend, just in time for America's birthday. I watched it. You watched it. I've now since been singing along with it. Uh, Crystal and I will sit there and just randomly do do bits of You'll Be Back. I mean, I, I, I kind of actively avoided it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I know the the soundtrack was out, but when it comes to musicals, I don't want to listen to the soundtrack. I want to see the show and then listen to the soundtrack. Right. And I hadn't obviously I can't I don't I can't go to New York and see everything. And it has been here. There has been a touring production here, but I I didn't get to go for whatever reason. So like I hadn't had a chance to see it, and so I'd been putting it off. So I can't say I know things. Like I don't know the songs well enough to like be singing the songs. Right. But the bits and pieces I do know, I, I've been found myself singing along to as I go about my daily life. Yeah, I, uh, I'm in the same boat when it comes to musical soundtracks. Like, yeah, if I've seen the show, it's great. If I haven't, like, I tried listening. To- I, I want the story. The music is a part of the story. So the music by itself is not, an, is not enough for me if I don't have all the rest of the context with it. Right. Yeah, and so Hamilton, I tried listening to when the soundtrack came out, you know, five years ago, I'm guessing when the show hit. Yeah. Um, I gave it a shot, and I went, it's fine. I think I need to see it with it, because yeah. I didn't commit it to any of this. It's not like the producers or, you know, Hairspray or any of those where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I can picture Music it. is catchy oh, enough yeah. that... Yeah. So, um, that being said... Love Hairspray. Yes, you and Hairspray. Jersey Boys. So, um, what did you think of Hamilton? I really liked it. Yeah? I know there's been some controversy because it didn't include slavery and whatnot enough, but you can only fit so much of history into one show. Right. And he was trying to show that they were not perfect, and I think he did a good job of that. Basically, he's trying to be like, don't glorify these people as much as you do is perfect because they're not perfect. Right. They did good things, but they were men. They were imperfect. Mm-hmm. They made mistakes. Accept them as real human beings. Right. Yeah. And, and that's kind of the vibe I got, too, was that they're they're very flawed individuals. Yeah. Anybody that knows their history knows that they're not, they're not going to all be the best people. Like, no. They're just not. They're very much human, and they're very much products of of their eras. So where certain things were accepted, slavery. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's certain people in history that we tend to put on a pedestal and ignore Yeah. anything bad that they did. Right. And uh, oh, you can't talk about that. They just, they were a hero. It's like, well, but they also screwed up. Yeah. They messed up sometimes. Yeah. They made mistakes. Exactly. Uh, we watched it. We sat here and enjoyed it all almost three hours of the show it was uh I, we sat there watching it and i had a couple thoughts one was okay next time i go to new york you know and the show's still playing on broadway i'm going to splurge and get the seats and go see it because yeah. i think watching watching a broadway show um that's been recorded like this is actually one of the better ones i've seen done yeah uh, others have just been kind of like maybe you know just kind of camera panning across the stage and it just it doesn't capture the energy i feel like this one really did um and well, also- i was reading about that they they filmed two live shows in front of the audience but they also came in on their day off and did yes. it again to do close-ups 
Yeah, they, they yeah they did close ups without people in the building, and I thought that yeah. was kind of cool and actually a very smart thing to do. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it works out really well. So like watching it from from a technical standpoint, I thought it was really good. The performances were fantastic. I've uh, always appreciated the the shows that kind of have that less is more type of setting, like sets. Like uh, my first experience with that was when I was in high school. We did um, Children of Eden, mm-hmm. which is biblical play. I don't know how we got away with that, but for well. musical, but it has there's not like scenery changes like Mm -hmm. there is a platform they based it off i guess the broadway version from what i understand there's like a a diamond shaped platform that's slightly tilted and then beyond that there's maybe a few kind of uh kind of outdoor scenery type of stuff in the background and when you get to the story of noah in the second act there's a part where they bring a table out to show that they're like inside of the kitchen whatever Mm -hmm. sitting down to dinner like that's about it and there's like some scaffolding in the back to kind of like Hamilton does for people, you know, the, the, all, everyone else to be on, of right. course. And that's really about it. And sometimes those stripped down shows have the most impact. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you actually get to focus on what the actors are saying and doing. That yeah. was one of the things when we saw Jersey Boys at Starlight that I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Stripped down. And, you know, only bring out, like, a handful of little props that they needed for that specific scene. Just and, enough to show you that, okay, you're someplace else now. Yes. Yeah. You know, using using the steps and the platform up above as a way to show, okay, they're going to a new place, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and don't get me wrong, I love a good show that, that uses set design in, in different ways um, as did well. You, but I feel like... Feel did like you I, watch I, the... Did you watch the live newsies on Disney Plus? Not yet. Uh, I have to get. They do the same thing. It's like fire. It's basically like Firescape, like several different, very large, like Firescape style scaffolding in the back, and they just bring in. They do the same thing. Like if you're Mm in um, Pulitzer's office, they bring in the desk and you know his chairs and whatnot. Yeah. If you're out, if they're you know in the little newsie pick up you know newspaper pickup area they bring out kind of the window and the wagon and like that's it's very very kind of simplistic and i it, same thing i really enjoyed it right you're focused on the characters and oh look at the set right and and don't get me wrong like like the set design for like certain spectacle kind of things like yeah. I know wicked has the the you know whatever coming over the top of the the audience um and that's supposed to be pretty cool i'm like i get it like i'm all about like really cool stagecraft but as somebody who who did theater in high school loves theater i'm i'm there for the performances like i yeah. want to see people and i think them. there's there's some stories that are more suited to a big you know elaborate grandiose sets yeah and then there's ones that benefit more from okay let's just focus on it's not about the setting. It's not about what's going on around them. It's it's about what is happening with these characters yeah. that you're looking at right now, which is when a minimal minimal set design comes in. Right. Nicely. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. So we. It sounds like we both really enjoyed Hamilton. Um, like I said, I'm currently working on committing the the soundtrack to memory, um, especially the Marquis de Lafayette's parts because. Honestly, my favorite character in the whole show. Like, Thomas Jefferson's all right, but, like, Lafayette with the accent. I, I'm still cracking up at Anthony Ramos as a nine-year-old boy. Yeah. 
I'm like, oh, he's so small. <laughs> like Crystal looked at me and she goes, that's a tall nine-year-old. And I'm going, it's John Lawrence. Shush. <laughs> Nothing there. Anyway, uh, so I, I bring it up because obviously it was, everybody was talking about watching it this weekend, even with uh, the stupid hashtag cancel Hamilton thing going on. Apparently, Disney is really happy with what it did because apparently it drove up their subscription numbers 70% this week. That's huge. I, that's, that is huge. I'm not surprised it did well because I know there's a lot of people that have been oh, obsessed yeah. with Hamilton since it came out. But now, that, yeah. so now Disney's talking about how important this was to, to their streaming platform and to their future. Um, because they're now, uh, hold on, as I think Bob Chapik said. Are they going to start buying up the rights to other? Maybe, I don't know. Honestly, if this brings about them finally starting to release recorded versions of these live musicals, I will be so happy. Uh, as long as they're quality. Uh, like I said, I've seen recordings of some Broadway shows and they're just not not great. Like, But like, some of the ones that were very popular on Broadway, but never made it to any sort of like mm-hmm. movie version or anything like that, that you just don't ever get to see because you know, you couldn't make it there. You're like, I, I know there's a recording of it. I don't even care yeah. if it's not quality. I just, I want to see it. Sure. Like my senior year of high school, we did um, the parade. Mm-hmm. Or parade, which was one I hadn't heard of at the time. And it's not, as far as I know, it's it's not playing anywhere. There's there's no one still doing Parade. And I can't find a live version of it somewhere, but I want to see it. I've listened to the, the original Broadway soundtrack a billion times because mm-hmm. I now love that musical, but there's no way for me to see it live now. Yeah, I couldn't even see it live when I was in high school. I was in the pit. But I know that there's a recording out there because they have archives of everything. Yeah. And they like to be like, well, if we release recorded versions, then then it'll hurt ticket sales. No, it won't. No, won't. Not saying you have to release it right away. It's been five years since Hamilton debuted, and they're just now releasing a recording. All right. Do you but, think uh, people aren't still going to be like, I want to go see that live now? Yeah. Yeah. If they want to wait, like. I mean, but it's the same thing when like VHS came out. People were like, oh, that that's going to kill. The movie theater industry because then people are gonna be watching movies at home no it won't yeah vhs didn't kill it dvds didn't kill it blu-rays didn't kill it streaming services aren't killing it covid's trying to COVID's but... trying to but, <laughs> I but like, we'll people having people having access to it at home at a later time does not kill it when it first comes out there's always going to be people that want to go to new york and see it i would love to go to new york and see a broadway play oh yeah or musical or whatever yeah but I don't have the means to. And it's, it's, and there's a lot of people that sit here and go, it's kind of elitist to be like, well, the only way you can see some of these things is to travel to New York and see it. Well, I can't, I don't have the means to go to New York every time there's a show I want to see. Right. Let alone to buy the tickets to go see it. Mm-hmm. Dude, Hamilton, the original cast, yeah. A, it was so expensive to get in, but there's so many people trying to see it that not everybody can get to it before the original cast starts to leave. Right. Um, yeah, no, Crystal and I were talking about, you know, whenever New York and Broadway open back up, going back, possibly like for my birthday or whatever, 
Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, one of the, I said, I want to see that. I said, I would dump good money to see that. I said, another thing I kind of want to see is Hugh Jackman in the music band, which is supposed to open in January. I know he's not going to do that stint for very long. Yeah. I know that the tickets aren't going to be cheap, but I'm going to at least try. Yeah. Um, that being said, like if he's not in it by the time we get up there, okay, fine. We got tickets to it. It's not, it's still Broadway. It's still quality, you know, performances, stagecraft, all that. And it's live theater. You know, you can't replicate one performance to another. You can do a lot of things similarly, but things are going to change from night to night. Yeah. Um, you know, and so while having Hamilton on Disney Plus is great for those of us that, that won't make it to New York to ever see it, it's still not quite the same, but it's yeah. close and it's better than nothing. But it's and something it gets, and it, I it, was able to enjoy it, which I never would have. Right. Or at least it would have been difficult to, because yeah. like I said, I didn't get to go when it came through here once. How, who knows how long it's going to tour before they're, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. My thought process with this is if it gets a kid in the Midwest or the deep South or bumfuck nowhere, Montana, excited about live theater and that's what they want to do and you know they fall in love with it by all means like that's it is worth it um you know that is one of the things i loved in high school was doing theater um and i i hate people but i love performing you know i like like the pit i get to hide down in a hole in the ground where no one can see me yeah, Uh, not me i'll take center stage but afterwards just eh, just leave me alone except you know (laughs) As being a bass clarinet player when we did Music Man and Mary and the Librarian came on and I had to play by myself in a vamp. Yep. Thought I was going to have a panic attack by the time it was done. <laughs> I did not screw it up. Either not, I did it though, so. Yeah. Uh, so in in talking about this and, you know, how, how it's definitely helping Disney and their streaming service, um, I was actually talking to one of our employee, former employees at this point, uh, about the possibility of Disney bringing their other, like their Broadway shows, like live recordings, to Disney Plus so that people can see them. I mean, I, I wonder, I'd really like to see how many people after watching Hamilton was like, well, you know, they got newsies on here too. Yeah. Like, I know I almost immediately I watched the movie first because I wanted to remind myself about it yeah. before I did. But, like, I'm pretty sure I watched Hamilton and both Newsies all three in the same day. The movie and the live version. Yeah. Uh, I got a musical mindset and I wanted to keep going. Yeah. So, so the question I have for you, then, is of Disney's other Broadway adaptations, is what I'm going to call them, which one? You get to pick one. Which one do you want to see brought to Disney Plus? But but I got two. You get one. But I got two. But you get one. And I'm curious to see what I know what one of your one is. Okay, one of them I know is probably going to be playing till the end of time. So I'll go with the one that I don't know that's still going. Okay. And that's Beauty and the Beast. That was actually my choice. Lion King is going to be playing somewhere for until eternity. Okay. So, so I really want to see Lion King live, but like I said, it's playing somewhere all the time. But Beauty right. and the Beast, as far as I know, is not. Yeah. And when when I was in college, we had to take voice class. 
as an instrumental major, instrumental majors had to take voice class and vocal majors had to take methods. Because technically we got the same degree, we were certified to teach the same thing, so right. we at least had to be familiar. Um, so I had to take two semesters of voice class, and one of the solos I did was from Beating the Beast. And I've never gotten to see the, the stage version. So I saw a stage version of it. It was a community theater out in Columbia. A friend of mine was in it. My high school did it the year after I graduated. Of course they did. Uh, yeah, she played Belle and she was fantastic, but no, nothing against her. I just, I want to see Broadway professionals do it. Yeah. So Broad Beauty and the Beast was my, my first choice. The person I talked to did say, I want to see Lion King. And I'm going, makes sense. I'm with you. It is, it, it can play everywhere, but not everybody can make it. I feel it like I want to see Lion King live in person though, more so than a recording. And that's fair. I feel like it wouldn't quite, that's another one that wouldn't quite be the same yeah. recorded. Yeah. I, well, and if you ask me, none of them is going to be the same record. No. But it's better than nothing. But I think there's some that you almost have to watch in person. Uh, and there's some you can kind of get away with recorded. My my choice outside of Beauty and the Beast is actually Aladdin. Yeah. I want to see, yeah, because I've, I've listened to the, the Broadway recording of that, and the guy that they had playing Genie in there sounded like he was just having a ball. And so I want to see how somebody does that role on stage. I just realized Disney bought Fox, so technically Disney should own the rights to Anastasia. Oh! <laughs> there is an Anastasia stage musical that I just now remembered. <laughs> Not wrong. Okay, that would be my third choice. Okay. Uh, not high up on mostly because it's 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 fairly new, so I feel like there's yeah. still opportunities for that. Yeah, I think I it actually, I think it came to Kansas City not too long ago, maybe last year or sometime. Right. Uh, I know there's going to be a few people that have said that would say Frozen or Little Mermaid, and I'm going. I saw Little Mermaid at Starlight, and I was not impressed with the show itself. Maybe with a different crew, it'd be different, but I just I was not impressed. Frozen. I'm over Frozen, so if somebody wants to watch that, by all means, go ahead. But, yeah, for me, it's going to be Aladdin. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Actually, I do have another one that I would see. The stage version of Mary Poppins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the stage version of Mary Poppins would be, would be pretty fun. Uh, I did see, again, it was Theater in the Park uh, up north. Our friend Laura was in it. Uh, and it was good. It just wasn't, it wasn't Broadway. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Broadway version. I really would. Yeah. So, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So, um, yeah. But yeah, those were, those were our two. So let's see. That's all right. I'm spoiled for Guys and Dolls now. Oh, yeah. Because I watched it in London with Ewan McGregor. I think he was Guy Masterson. Yeah. Of course he was. Dude, I got lucky. The only reason I even knew it was happening was a friend of mine told me about it and was like, hey, hey, you're going to be in London this summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is happening. Otherwise, we would have gone to Phantom or Les Mis. But, you know, I can see those anywhere. I can't see you and McGregor in a musical everywhere all the time. Exactly, which is my reasoning behind Hugh Jackman and the Music Man. <laughs> I would just love to see Music Man on Broadway, so. Well, yeah, but... If but you Hugh can... Jackman's a plus. Right. That's just bonus. Uh, actually, I do have another one. It's not a Disney musical, but one I would like to see on Broadway is that, surprisingly, Beetlejuice. 
Uh, every live performance I've seen them do where Beetlejuice actually changes the lyrics to fit whatever event he's doing. <laughs> Hilarious. I need to see it live. So, nice. um, unfortunately, it got booted from its theater uh, for Music Man. So, uh, I don't know when it'll, it'll get put back on stage again. But, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I had another issue that I was dealing with that I get to talk about at the top of the, the show. And I just, I just got a reminder, if you check your email... We, so somebody, uh, I think it was the Fat, Drunk, and Stupid podcast uh, Twitter yesterday was asking, what are you doing this week? And I said, fighting with our distributors to get keys to old ass movies for us to play. Uh, so, so we have a move. We're, we're open tonight, Thursday, as we're recording the show. We have shows that are playing right now. We did not have keys to one feature in particular and I emailed yesterday and nobody got back to us until this afternoon, like 15 minutes before that first showtime was supposed to happen. We just I mean, got these. This was usually my job before everything shut down and I've had some close calls, but not that close. Like usually it's, it's like a, we have a premiere Thursday night and we haven't gotten the keys at like 9am that morning. Yeah. And then we get it by like noon Yeah. for like a seven o'clock premiere. Right. I've never had it go down to like literally right before the show before I even get a response and then still not get the keys until after the movie you're supposed to play. Yeah, that is that is super frustrating. But yeah, they they just showed up, so I felt like I needed to say it now. I'm like, seriously? Um and that's 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 only one half of our issues. We still have a movie that we have keys for that expire on Sunday morning and we have shows yeah. playing for it Sunday afternoon. And that needs to be resolved. <laughs> so, at least they, we have a little time for that one. Right, I can deal with that one. I yeah. and you yeah. have acknowledgement on one problem, so hopefully they're they're working on the other one. Uh, yeah, the stupid shit we have to deal with at our job. Who knew? So, I would be more upset about it if we were open, like fully open, and this was a brand new feature that we were playing and we didn't have the keys yeah. for. Um, but it's not. And it's not something that anybody's really likely to go see this weekend. So, yeah, not going to be too tore up about it. But still, that's besides the point. All right. So moving on in our news. Um, so uh, COVID shut down production on a lot of things. Apparently Jurassic World Dominion and uh, the Batman have restarted their UK production this week. Uh, or will so, be very soon. I know Scotland's been kind of starting to open up a little bit, so. Yeah, because yeah. I know they were they were Batman, the Batman was in Glasgow filming, weren't they when they shut down? I think so. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that that they're able to kind of start back up again. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a good thing. That means that that we will eventually have more new content down the road. Um, you know, it's just to me, it's funny because the Batman has had so many issues over the years getting brought to light. Yeah. that it finally got going and then no <laughs> uh yeah so it, it is nice to see that production is starting back up on not just those two but there are other projects across the world that are coming back up apparently um john david washington and zendaya had time to film a social a movie during social distancing did you see this news <laughs> no Okay, so they shot a movie, and I did not read what it was about. I just looked at it, and I went, okay. Uh, hold on. I will find it. 
uh, yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I think they're supposed to be playing a married couple, and my immediate thought was, uh, was it David Tennant and um, um, crap, what's his name? The guy that played Aziraphale. Why am I blanking on his name? Who did he play? Aziraphale. Good Omens. Oh, David Tennant's um, Good Omens Michael co-star. Michael yes, Sheen. Michael Sheen. David Tennant and Michael Sheen filmed like a mini-series for, I think, BBC uh-huh. with their spouses in while in quarantine. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be slowly coming to the rest of the world, but yeah, so I'm not surprised. Yeah um so so yeah apparently uh the movie is called malcolm and marie it's black and white or at least the still that was released was um but it was shot in carmel california's glassy caterpillar house so they shot it while you know quarantining and everything mm-hmm. um yeah it says here leading up to production the cast and the small crew followed a doctor and union approved safety protocol involving multiple covid19 cat tests and a strict two-week quarantine period in Monterey. Per deadline, Levinson began developing the project at the request of Zendaya, who asked if Levinson could write and direct a film in quarantine. So now, uh, let's see. I have to wonder what the movie's about, other than... Uh, hold on, so somebody said it has echoes of Netflix's marriage story, and I'm going, well, now I'm just less interested, but I feel like we're going to see a whole slate of movies that are about people stuck in quarantine, in the next couple of years. And here's what I'm going to say to every single one of them. Too soon. Too soon. I want to be... I want to be... A- I lived through it. I don't want to see it on my screen. <laughs> but it's, it, I find it kind of cool that even though everything's been shut down and nothing is going the way it's supposed to be going, life found a way. Yeah. Quote my favorite Jeff Goldblum character. Um, so you just had to throw in the Jurassic Park. Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Uh you know, uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that they did that. So let's see. So hold on here. So during, well, the- I was going to say, speaking of the Batman, did you hear the uh, other DC news, or at least rumor? Which one? Uh, apparently, the rumor has it that Ezra Miller is very close to being fired from the Flash. Bye bye. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, has it? I saw that and I was like, hasn't that been the case for a while now? Been a long time coming. Like, um, didn't they start having issues with him a while ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, so back to Malcolm and Marie, though. Uh, it says here, during the shoot, no more than a dozen people were allowed on set at any given time, and temperature checks were administered at the beginning and end of each day. To limit contact, the actors were in charge of costuming and attaching microphones to themselves, only interacting with crew members wearing personal protective equipment. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. Yeah, like if you can do a small film with a small crew and do it safely, yeah, by all means, why wouldn't you? Like, worst case scenario, you do it on a micro budget and you make your money back on down the road or through a streaming service. I mean, how, there's so, been a lot of movies that were done on a minuscule budget that have gone on to make ridiculous amounts of money oh yeah no anything from blumhouse on a five million dollar budget and just makes buku banks so um speaking of blumhouse did you watch the uh the teaser i sent you for halloween kills yes okay it tell me that is not the perfect (laughs) 30 second teaser you've ever seen uh yeah yeah 
if not the best, it's it's up there. No, so so yeah. So so I've always had an issue with like teasers or trailers just giving away too much or yeah. not doing enough to get me hyped about the thing. Halloween Kills teaser, if you haven't seen it, go find it. It's on John Carpenter's uh, Twitter feed. Uh, basically, the teaser itself picks up from the very end of the last Halloween movie. Literally. Literally, the very end. And shows Laurie Strode and her daughter and granddaughter as they're riding in the back of a truck as fire trucks are heading back to Lori's house to put out the fire that Michael Myers is trapped in. It, I, I'd say it's spoilery, but I'm like, the movie's going to have to start somewhere. And we yeah. were all kind of wondering how the hell he's going to get out of there. Yeah, I'm like, how do you continue this when he's, you're ending it with him trapped what? in a basement in a house that's completely engulfed in flames. Like, how? What? Where? How? Yeah. Yeah, and like that's been the question. I'm going, okay, it's it's Halloween, it's a slasher flick, they'll find a way. For them to go ahead and come out and basically show us right out the gate how they're gonna do it. I went, oh, oh. <laughs> and not just that. So to perfectly so to show us that, to show us everything and nothing all at once, mm-hmm. the terror on the Strode girls' faces, the yep. guttural like screaming coming from Jamie Lee Curtis like just I don't care give her an Oscar burn. now yeah let it burn like I'm like oh my god and now I'm pissed because the movie's been pushed back a year yep like I like I know I know it's eventually gonna hit and I'm gonna see it honestly I've taken the Candyman remake and pushed it back to next year and let <laughs> Halloween maintain its Halloween date for this year because I need to know where that story's going um, so yeah, so it's being pushed back to October 2021, uh, which means that the follow-up Halloween ends will be in 2022. So it sucks, but that little bit of footage was so damn exciting. And I can't, like, I can't get it out of my head, Trisha. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I don't get like, super excited about like a whole bunch of slasher movies, unless it's like a chain I'm familiar with. This one though, like, mm. So I'm hoping that it leads to great things for for this little trilogy that they're doing. Um, yeah. So now going from that to other little spoilers, we'll kind of close out with this. Uh, the director of Black Widow has basically confirmed that uh, that film will be introducing uh, Scarlett Johansson's replacement. I figured. Which we all kind of figured. It's I think we all pretty much knew that. Yeah, it's Florence Pugh, to which I'm, I, I have no problem with. One, I love Florence Pugh. I think she's, I think she's a great actress. Uh, I didn't see Little Women, but she was, she was really good in Fighting With My Family. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was phenomenal in Midsummer. Um, which I didn't see. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple other things that she's done that have been really good. Um, so yeah, so she's getting she's getting the Black Widow mantle. I am kind of curious to see what's going to happen because this is going to be one of just a couple of characters where we're going to see not just new actors but new characters take up the mantles of beloved characters. Yeah. Obviously, she's taking Black Widow, but you've got uh, Sam, Anthony yeah. Mackie taking over Captain taking America, taking on the Captain America mantle. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of curious to see how Marvel fans are going to react. Um, for the, for the, the fans of the comics, 
probably not going to be as big a deal. Well, I say that they'll, they'll find something to bitch about, I'm sure. Um, but probably going to be a little more accepting because, okay, multiple people have filled these roles. It's not like we're, yeah. unlike with like a Batman or a Superman, uh, you don't have, like you have other people that have filled that character role or Spider-Man, but the one everybody knows is Bruce Wayne, Clark Kent, Peter mm-hmm. Parker. Now, granted, Miles Morales is getting a lot more coverage over here for Spider-Man, yeah. but for the most part, like you only have just the one, the one character. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious to see how the average moviegoer handles. Okay, well, there. It's not like a James Bond movie where they're just straight up replacing the character or the actor with a different actor. Yeah. You know, playing the same character. It's going to be a full blown different character. I know. I'm. I've never really. Uh, read comic books or anything so i'm really mostly just a, a movie fan but you can't expect these actors to play this forever no like the ones that have been here f- since the, the early days have been playing this role for 10 years like i don't care how much they enjoy the role every actor hits a point where they're like i want something new right i want to move on to something else start two other types of things other roles, you know, kind of explore whatnot. You don't, no one wants to get bogged down in the same character forever. Which is why, you know, you see like Chris Evans being like, okay, it's, it's, it's time. Mm-hmm. Which I get, and I'm not mad about. So yeah. I'm just like, bring it on. Show me who's going to, who I'm going to be watching for the next 10 years. Yeah. Because it's either that or they end all the MCU films. So let's be real. Disney's not, not going to do. They want their money. Right. MCU movies are not going to end until the money dries up, probably. Correct. Um, no, I'm with you on that. Like I said, I just, I, I like I said, I just want to know what the average movie yeah. goer is going to say or think. Like, there's always going to be people that complain. Oh yeah. So, like I said, I have no problem with it. I'm actually excited about that development. Like I said, I've been wanting to see Florence Pugh and, and a few other things. So if this like gets her her like big movie star moment, yeah, by all means. So. Um, yeah, it's just, like I said, kind of just curious to see what, what the general reaction is going to be from, from you know. I, I do kind of like, though, that given that everything you're saying, it, that it's kind of funny that that's basically what Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to address. Yeah. Like, in-universe is, you know, the, the general public within the MCU's reaction to, who's... What do you mean this guy's Captain America now? He's not Steve Rogers. Right. That's that's Falcon. That's not Cap. Yeah. So to watch that transition happening on screen, basically at the same time that's happening in real life is, is going to be kind of cool. I agree. I absolutely agree. So, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week, unless you've got anything you wanted to add. Nothing I can think of. Okay. Well, we've bitched about masks long enough. Hopefully we won't have to do it again after this, but we'll see. Hopefully. Yeah, so I've, I've said I've said all I can say about it, but somebody's gonna piss me off again, and that's just gonna lead to a new rant. But whatever. So uh, yeah, if you guys follow us on Twitter at drunk underscore theater, you can also follow us on Facebook. We kind of prefer the Twitter route just because yeah. you can interact with us there. We actually we will respond. We love getting updates. We love talking to people. Um, so hit us up. You can also email us at mydrunkmovietheater at gmail Check us out there. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for all of us here at My Drunk Movie Theater, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. <laughs>